Hey everybody, Kent here as well as Jeff. Hey! To your pastors at City Church. Uh, and last week's teaching, this past Sunday, we covered some of Jesus' teaching on the topics of marriage, divorce, remarriage, singleness, all of that. Uh, due to the complex nature of the teaching itself, we weren't able to get to the, all the follow-up questions that might arise as a result of a teaching on those topics. So in this podcast, we are trying to address at least some of the more pressing follow-up questions in depth. But I thought I would start by just articulating in detail, or we would start by articulating in detail City Church's sort of official stance on all things divorce and remarriage. We thought about doing that in the teaching itself, but then we felt strongly that it was better to take sort of a pastoral approach in the teaching and figured we could use this podcast to sort out some of the technical stuff. So here it is, and really uh, this is not original to us. This is something we largely borrowed from a church called Frontline Church in Oklahoma City. Uh, we thought the way they articulated it was just really, really helpful. So we just grabbed their wording and made a few of our own tweaks to it. So Jeff, why don't you kick us off by just unpacking overall our general approach to divorce and remarriage at City Church? So yeah, the general principle we hold at City Church is that we believe scriptures teach us that we should generally be hesitant towards divorce and be cautious about remarriage. So here's what that means. In general, which by definition means not in every scenario, but right. in general, uh, we want to be hesitant towards divorce. And that's based on Jesus' own teaching on how marriage is meant to be for two people becoming one flesh and how in general we should not be eager to separate something God brought together. And in general, we want to be hesitant towards divorce. But there are going to be situations where we hear the situation and go, man, it, it actually really looks like, unfortunately, divorce is the only option left at this point. And that would be incredibly heavy and difficult. But sometimes that is the situation at hand. And I have personally been involved in pastoral care situation where that is the case. But with that said, we want to be generally hesitant towards it. And once a divorce has occurred, we want to be cautious about remarriage. Which means if someone comes to us and say, I've been through a divorce and now I want to get remarried to someone else, the first thing we're going to say is, tell me more. I want to tell me more about the situation. Tell me a little bit more about your story. Because we don't think it is automatically wrong to want to do that, to, re, uh, to pursue remarriage. But we also don't think it is automatically right either. And that's what, if for whatever it's worth, that's a very similar approach we actually take uh, to marriage in general. So if uh, two single people in our church come to us and say, hey, I want to get married or we want to get married. And my response is honestly going to be very similar. It's okay, tell me more. Tell me about your story. Tell me about their story. And we, we actually have a pretty intense uh, seven session uh, with premarital counseling that we take people through it just to make sure everyone involved understand the gravity and purpose and the beauty of marriage that God has designed and meant for it to be. So we're not going to go when someone comes up to us and says, hey, I want to get married. I, I, my response is not going to be, great, let's go to the uh, the courthouse. Let's let's do it. Um, because it, well, from what I've seen is the motive of wanting to get married is not always the best motive or it's not grounded in what the Bible says. In the same way, 
the reason for wanting to get remarried is not always the best either. So we want to be cautious about remarriage. We want to ask lots of questions and understand the situation and the stories with the people involved. And we want to give counsel out of that place of understanding. So kind of like you said, we want to be generally hesitant towards divorce and cautious towards remarriage. Now, just for people listening to know, everything that Jeff just said is pretty much universally agreed upon, at least among Orthodox followers of Jesus uh, here in, in America and honestly around the world. Pretty much universally agreed on everything so far. Uh, most people from a variety of different Christian traditions would say, yeah, that's generally the ethic that the scriptures lay out concerning divorce and remarriage. Now, that said, the next part that we're about to wade into is is probably at least a little more controversial. There, there probably is a little more disagreement among different tr Christian traditions about the part that we're about to get into. So I'm just going to say the next part of what we believe, and, and I'll just say right off that if you disagree with it for whatever reason, that's totally fine. You might be right. I might be right. This is just where we've decided to land as a church here at City Church. So here goes. All that said about our general posture towards divorce and remarriage, we do believe that the scriptures allow for divorce and possibly remarriage in three specific scenarios. And, and I'll just reiterate what I said on Sunday. That's not the same as saying that the Bible recommends divorce or remarriage in these scenarios, but it does at least allow for it. So the three situations that we feel like the scriptures at least allow for divorce and possibly remarriage are adultery, abandonment, and abuse. So let me walk through each one of those and explain where we got it from. First, adultery. So this is straight out of our Matthew 19 passage from this past Sunday. Jesus seems to be saying in Matthew 19 that if you divorce your spouse because they were sexually unfaithful to you and then remarry, it is not considered to be adultery. So if that's the situation, the Bible would seem to say to you, A, you, you can get a divorce and B, most likely you can get remarried. That's the first one. Second situation that the Bible seems to allow for is what we might call abandonment. So this one actually comes from a passage in 1 Corinthians 7 and verses 15 and 16 specifically of that chapter. Paul basically says that if any follower of Jesus finds themselves married to a non-believer. Now 2 Corinthians is going to say, don't get yourself into that type of situation in the first place. But let's say two non-believers get married and one of them eventually comes to know Jesus. In that situation, 1 Corinthians says, if the non-believer abandons the marriage, if that person just decides that they don't want to be married anymore, they pursue separation or divorce or functional separation. Paul says in that scenario, the other partner should, should let them do it. He, he's saying, I, I, we're called to peace. You're not called to fight to make the marriage work when the other person has already abandoned the marriage. You don't have to insist on staying married when the other partner is functionally done. So in that situation, Paul says divorce is acceptable. And most scholars would say that if divorce is acceptable, then remarriage is also acceptable. So that's the second one, abandonment. Then lastly, the third scenario that the Bible seems to allow for divorce and possibly remarriage is in the instance of abuse in the marriage. 
So this one follows similar reason to abandonment. Uh, if you're being physically or sexually abused by your spouse, that means that they basically are making it impossible for you to remain in the marriage safely. So in that case, you basically have a slightly different form of abandonment at a functional level. You have one spouse who has so violated and betrayed the marriage covenant that there is no reasonable way for the other person to stay in the marriage. So at least a decent number of scholars would agree that that also constitutes biblical grounds for divorce and possibly remarriage. So in those three scenarios, again, the Bible seems to at least allow room for divorce and remarriage. Well, I'll, I just want to add that, you know, if you're facing any type of the situation like that, divorce and remarriage in general, or one of these three specific scenarios we, we just went through, the thing I ask of you is that you come talk to us. Yeah. Um, our emails are on the website. Our schedule is open to you. We just much rather to give you specific counsel rather than a counsel via podcast, you know, right. uh, where we're just kind of flying blind in terms of knowing your specific situation and the details, you know, surrounding it. Because there are as many different situations as there are marriages. The more we know about your situation, the more helpful counsel we can give. So let us help. Um, if we can, you know, so let us know, let yep. us know if we can help anyway. But all that being said, I want, I wanted to work from uh, there into some more specific questions you might have in light of the teaching and everything we have uh, talked about so far. So based on where, kind of based on where we're at with City Church kind of landing in, in, in kind of City Church stance and all of it, let's kind of get into some very specific situations and try to speak into them as best as we can. So first of all, my spouse and I are going through an incredibly difficult season of our marriage, and we're considering divorce. Should we go through with it? Yeah, it's a great question. So obviously, you know, this can mean any number of things, but going through a difficult season, wondering if divorce should be an option on the table or not. Um, I think I would start by saying if, if you're both followers of Jesus, both spouses in the marriage are followers of Jesus, I, I think I would start by just asking what that difficult season entails exactly. Uh, if it's a difficult season due to unfaithfulness by one or both partners, then, then Jesus, again, does say that that can be a biblical reason to at least consider divorce as an option. Uh, again, he doesn't say that that necessarily means you should get a divorce, uh, but it does mean that it can be up for consideration if that's the situation. So again, here I, I would first want to meet with you and hear some more about the nature of, of the unfaithfulness, how long it happened for, how quickly the repentance happened, lots of details like that. It would be a, a long get to know you process before I offered any amount of counsel. Um, because I've also seen incredible examples of forgiveness and reconciliation between a husband and a wife after there is some type of unfaithfulness. So I wouldn't want to automatically rule that out either. But the counsel I would give would probably vary given the specifics of the situation that you're in. Um, on the other hand, though, if when you say we're in a difficult season, you, you just mean kind of conflict, disagreements, frustrations, run of the mill marriage difficulty like that. 
I think my biblical counsel to you in that situation is that those types of things in and of themselves are not legitimate reasons for divorce if you consider yourself a follower of Jesus. Now, I'm not saying they're not incredibly difficult or painful or trying for, for one or both of you to go to uh, go through. I'm just saying biblically, those would not be considered reasons to separate something that God has brought together. So I, I think I would start, if I were you, by opening up to your life group or other followers of Jesus about the season that you're in, especially anybody, uh, open up to anybody who's been married longer than you have and who has been through similar seasons like the ones you're going through. Uh, if that doesn't help, or if that doesn't get you anywhere, like Jeff said, our pastoral staff is always free to meet with you, help you work through whatever difficulties that you're facing together. But, but I think uh, kind of underneath all of this, this is also where we remember what we talked about on Sunday, that, that marriage, at least marriage for followers of Jesus, it is not primarily about personal happiness or personal fulfillment. And again, that doesn't mean that happiness doesn't matter in a marriage. Uh, it's just not the number one goal of a biblical marriage. It's not what marriage is all about. Uh, and I think a lot of our frustrations and our conflict and our difficulties in marriage flow out of us thinking that at least at a functional level, that marriage and our spouse should make us personally happy as a result, which means we're frustrated and angry and bothered at any time and any occasion that they make us something less than completely happy. So there, there may actually be a paradigm shift that needs to take place in you or in your spouse or in both about what marriage actually is. And we would want to be able to walk through that with you and help you understand how that can actually be really transformative and really helpful in terms of how you relate to one another in your marriage. So that's the short version of the answer, even though that was not short at all. It's the short-ish <laughs> version of the answer. Um, so let's move on to the second question. This one I'll pose to you, Jeff. Uh, the, the next one is, uh, I got divorced for reasons other than the three things that we just mentioned. So it wasn't due to adultery, abandonment, or abuse. I, I got divorced for a different reason than one of those three things. Mm. Can I get remarried? Oh, boy. Uh, this is a tough one. Um, who assigned these questions, huh? Uh, <laughs> it's hard okay. to know, really. Huh. It's, it's difficult to know. Probably okay. not the guy that's in charge of teaching at our church. Yeah, it's so. hard to know. Uh, yeah, this is a tough one. I, and I think we need to start by looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 10 through 11. Hmm. And um, here's what Paul says there. To the Mary, I give this command, not I but the Lord. A wife must not separate from her husband, but if she does, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And a husband must not divorce his wife. Hmm. So... We're going to assume here that Paul is not contradicting what he says in the same chapter about uh, about in the case of an abandonment where a follower of Jesus is not uh, bound to the marriage. Assuming that he's being consistent here, he says that a wife must not separate from her husband for frivolous or non you know illeg um, non legitimate reasons. It helps to know that. Paul here is speaking into a situation where some people were believing it was more holy to abstain from sexual interaction with their spouse altogether. Um, and some people were just abandoning their marriage altogether because of that. And that's a situation that Paul is speaking into into the Corinthians church. And he's saying, hey, don't just abandon your marriage for no reason. Hmm. But if you have already, you should remain unmarried or you should be reconciled to your spouse. Those are the two options. 
So I take that to mean that if you pursue a divorce for reasons other than adultery, abandonment, or abuse, that means no, you, you should not get remarried unless it's to be reconciled to your former spouse. I'm definitely open to push back on that since uh, you know there's some interpretation and application into a modern day that's going to be required here, but I do feel like um, that in, that's the instruction that God would give us in light of what Paul just gave uh, to the Corinthian church. Um, so it's a tough one. It's not my favorite, um, but it, I, I actually don't know how to navigate um, through the situation in light of that verse. Hmm. All right, Kent, here's the next question to you. I already got remarried, even though my divorce was not for biblical reasons. If that was wrong, what does repentance look like for me? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, assuming that you're in a situation where you're you're wrestling with what the scriptures teach on divorce and remarriage, uh, and and you, I think I may have alluded to this on Sunday in the teaching, but you're in a situation where you've actually already gotten remarried to somebody else. Um, after a divorce, um, maybe you become convicted that the reason for the divorce actually wasn't really a legitimate reason. It was just kind of, I don't want to be married anymore. I'm, mm. I'm getting a divorce. Uh, I think that brings up the question, at least for anybody that claims to follow Jesus, we're going to naturally ask, okay, if I've already remarried, what, what does repentance look like? Assuming that I realized that my motivations for a divorce were off, what, what does a course of repentance look like? for me. Um, and, and so I, I think I would at least start here by at least acknowledging that we are admittedly in territory that the Bible doesn't even claim to speak towards. The Bible yeah. does not address this specific type of scenario. So the best we can do in this situation is use what we do get in the Bible, what we do know from the scriptures to try to speak wisdom into it. So, so here's what I'd say in light of that. Um, I'm pretty sure that the answer to this situation, as far as what does repentance look like if I'm already remarried, I'm pretty sure the answer isn't get a divorce from your current spouse. That that would seem like very odd counsel from the scriptures, just because it's hard for me to make the case as a pastor that God's desire for you is that you get another divorce, which in general is something that Jesus teaches us to be hesitant Towards. So that doesn't really make much sense at all to me that divorce would be a course of repentance. I just, to me, I, I can't make sense of that from the scriptures. So I think in light of that, my counsel would be remain married, honor the covenant marriage that you are currently in. Um, I, I do think there's room to, to consider offering any apology that you can that makes sense to your former spouse. Uh, it might not make sense. There might be, you know, so many years passed, so many, so much time has passed since then that it just doesn't make sense to do that. But if you feel like the spirit convicts you that that would be a fruitful thing to do, I, I think it could be worth reaching out. Again, don't make it, make clear your intentions. Don't make it weird or creepy or, or make them get the wrong idea that you're trying to get back together with them or anything yeah. like that. Uh, that would be really weird, but there could be room for the spirit prompting you to, to reach out to them and just say, hey, I, I did not approach this correctly when we got divorced and I realized that my actions could have hurt you and, and I wanted to apologize for that. I think potentially that could be a really powerful thing if the relationship dynamics are in such a place that that makes sense. I kind of would trust you and the Holy Spirit in you and followers of Jesus in your life to speak into that and tell you whether that's a good idea, bad idea, whatever. 
but I, I think there could be room for that. Yeah. Um, I, I also think there's probably some wisdom in Paul's counsel to the Corinthians elsewhere where he, he basically says, hey, I think everybody should remain as they are. So if you're married, don't seek to be single. If you're single, don't don't seek to be married. I, basically, he's communicating to them, like, learn contentment in the stage of life that you're in. Don't always be looking to the other side of the fence. The grass is always greener, you know, that whole mindset. Because that, in the end, is just going to lead to more discontentment. So I also think there's some wisdom there. Um so obviously there's a lot of nuance to be had in all of those questions, especially the one that I just mentioned, since we're kind of doing our best to apply biblical wisdom on other topics and other questions to that specific scenario. Um, but hopefully all of this at least gives us a little more clarity along the way about, all right, what does it look like if my life has been impacted by divorce in some way, shape or form or remarriage? What does it look like for me to follow Jesus based on where I am now? Hopefully this is helpful. Hopefully it doesn't lead to even more confusion. That's our goal. But if it does, feel free to reach out to us. And and I think before we're done, I, I maybe would just, I, I would wrap everything up in this podcast and, and the teaching from Sunday by, by just saying some version of what we said Sunday, which is that every time we open up the Bible as followers of Jesus, it is likely to say things that challenge us, confront us, convict us, maybe even frustrate us, and maybe sometimes confuse us, at least on the surface. And, and I think that's just the nature of studying a book that was ultimately authored by God, who the scriptures say his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He, he doesn't think exactly the same way that we do. And so there's going to be things that to us maybe don't make immediate sense, but still could be for our good um, and for his glory. And so I would just say that that's the nature of any time we open up the scriptures. But in those situations, uh, the question we're always asking as followers of Jesus is, what does the Bible say? What does it mean when it says that? And then how do I, as a follower of Jesus, move in that direction by the power of the Spirit? I think even if it makes me uncomfortable, even if it's not inherently the way I would think to do it on my own, how might God have designs and intentions for my life and for other people's lives that are different than how I would inherently think and how I would inherently design my life? And then I think, how can I remember in light of all of that, that even when things don't make immediate sense to me or they're not inherently what I would do if I was left to my own devices, how can I remember that in light of who Jesus is and specifically in light of what Jesus has accomplished for us and the links he's gone to to rescue us into his family? How can I remember in light of that that God can be trusted even when he says things that are confusing or frustrating or disorienting to me? I think that's always the thing we want to circle back to as followers of Jesus. But all that to say, hopefully some of that helps. Anything you want to add, Jeff, before we're done? Yeah, ultimately, it, everything we have talked about on this podcast, it, it's about we we fully understand it's a it, it surrounds your story yeah. and what and what the experiences you have gone through so the nature of the topic that we're talking about it's not as simple as a theoretical or just a a belief system mm -hmm. per se it is there's, there's we we fully realize that 
the the topic that we're talking about is involving at least usually you know, two two or more people and yeah. and their experiences. That's there's a lot of pain, a lot of frustration, anger surrounding it. And we, we understand that's what we're dealing with here. And that and that's why, you know, like our encouragement, you probably can pick up throughout this podcast is we, we will love to hear what's going on. You know, if there's something that you're dealing with or wrestling, we want to hear from you. You know, like we're, yeah. we don't see this as just a, uh, you know, A, B, and C, this is what I believe and do this and do that. It's, it's, a, it's, it's more than that. You know, it's, we, we know this, there's stories that, you know, and experiences surrounding this topic. And we want to, we're very much, we're very sensitive to that. And we're, we're well aware, you know, this is what we're talking about. So, you know, we are, so maybe that's our plea to you. It's like, you know, this is something that you're really struggling with and you don't know what to do. It's, we, we want to be here for you and, um, and kind of walk you through and shepherd you through it. So, yeah, that makes tons of sense. Um, like we said, hopefully this helps. Um, again, there, there's no way to answer every situation, every circumstance. There's as many different situations around divorce and remarriage as there are marriages, uh, in the world. So, so holler at, at us if we can be helpful, if we can provide additional clarity for you from a pastoral or a scriptural level. My email is Kent at citychurchnox.com. Jeff's is Jeff at citychurchnox.com. All of that is available on our website as well. We're praying for you guys and for your life group as you process decisions and, and lead your life groups through different decisions. If there's anything we can do to help you along the way, let us know as always. We love y'all. We'll see you next Sunday.